Nation. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare one. Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stop. Any topic, even the random. We get to brand. I hope that you're ready. We enter in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the random. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guess, and you are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 100. You hey, know what? Hey, we hey, gotta, you know we got to hey, say 1,000. Hey, what, what, what? hey, hey. <laughs> good, good news. Why is she telling about in good news? I got to get it in because I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> because, you, you know, in a couple episodes back, I told uh-huh. you, I, even when Stan Lee said it was going to happen, uh-huh. I didn't believe oh, it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and and I've been waiting and they've been you, talking. You in the comic book? They don't, they don't roll yeah, the slate uh-huh. out. And then finally, a couple days ago, they went ahead and said that Chadwick Boseman sure is going to be playing the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Now, now. I'm excited. <laughs> it seems like we are inching closer to something. Yes. It's still in the ether out there. It's in the ether. So I just want to just, I couldn't contain myself. I apologize. <laughs> I was so excited. Because, you know, he's because remember we had our list of people who we thought. That was on your number he one He was on, on my list. list. Yes. I thought if we weren't going to do uh-huh. British actors mm-hmm. who should play everything mm-hmm. on earth from now on. You know, you know the British actors. The British are, are killing. Over, right? Yes, of course. They're fabulous. But I just wish your listeners could see Lisa right now because... <laughs> The That's passion. Excited. Uh-huh. I am just so excited because it's slowly coming together uh-huh. and he was on my list. So once again, I should probably now be a casting director. <laughs> Last week, she Why should not? be a development. I should be development <laughs> because I tell, like, I'm ahead of the game. It's like, I'm telling people, this is uh-huh. who you should pick. So I just want to throw that out there before we got started. I'm so excited. Congratulations, Chadwick. That's what's up. Uh, That's what's I'm up. ready for my... Uh, my Black Panther, the female version. I, I want to play a sister for Halloween next year when the movie uh-huh. comes out. So, okay. Go Wakanda! So wait a second. Now, yeah. it, it's an actress. Before it, it, You were a casting director like five minutes ago. Well, I, you know, I, there's been some <laughs> See, things I've predicted. she got all these hyphens and no, stuff. No, no, I've got some things I've predicted that have come to pass. Yeah, and it made me it realize is. that I have a skill. You know, for those of in you in predicting who, things and, and predicting and what the new hot thing is going to be. It's just mm-hmm. that Hollywood just cannot seem to catch up with me. So I need to get into <laughs> you be ten years ahead. Don't I you? mean, ten, I mean, I predicted things. I'm like, you know what? You guys need to hire me mm-hmm. and let me tell you what's going to work and what's not going to work. But I digress. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> well, when we have Ron Perlman on, we're going to have to have you talk to him about working over there for him, then, because you know he got his new. Production company, and that's he big time. Oh, he big. You know, okay, he doing his shit. He he doing big Ron, things. Ron's my boy, so he's supposed big to be things. on the show one time. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so anyway, so y'all hear how we do it on the rant room? You know, on this we just crazy, but on this show we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, and our focus is always screenwriting, genre, uh, uh, craft, stories, shit like that. That's mm-hmm. how we say it. <laughs> I like it. You know what I'm saying? So you hear her voice. That's my girl, Lisa Bolacaja. Why we call you that? Uh, because uh, that's my name, first oh, of all. But So yeah, we call her the street nerdist. <laughs> it's too early in the morning or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm also known as the street nerdist she because is, you know, I keep the ear to the street people, but at the same time, as you can see, I can geek out with the best of them. You know, so that's what's up. Yeah. And I'm your boy, Hilliard Guest. Mm-hmm. So look, if you're grown, let's get it in. Mm-hmm. So today, we got my man, my home team. <laughs> I love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> my man, Peter Arpacella, y'all. Actor, writer, author. What else you do? 
I sail. You sail? Yeah, but not professionally. Sail in the seas yeah, and shit? Sail in the okay. seas. Okay, let me, yeah. let me add Peter to our list of people that we need to have when the zombie apocalypse oh, happens. Oh, yeah. We now right. have someone who can go out to the harbor uh-huh. with us and get on the boat and go. Uh-huh. Exactly. Very good. Yeah, I can do that. Very good. totally do Very that. Very good. <laughs> I will add him to my list. I never sailed with zombies, but I think it'll be interesting. <laughs> so you're on the yeah. list of people to keep. That's yeah. another movie, though. That's another movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we got my man, Peter. Let me just tell you guys how I know my man, Peter. We met at the Writers Guild, and we both are on the um, the Writers Education Committee. Mm. And how long you been on the committee? How long you been on? Uh, three years now. Okay, yes, cool. three years. Yes. Now. Okay, I've been on like a year almost now. And um, it it's probably the best. It is the best. It's the best. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely the best. It's the committee big time. Yeah. It's the one that does all the events. First of all. So, or um, most of them, we should say, yes, the yeah. important ones. Yes, yes. yes. it does all of them. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. I mean, all the good stuff I've gone There's to, no all these good them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and uh, it's it's you know it's it's the one that I think is the most important and the one that um, has the most diverse group of older, younger, white, black, Hispanic. I mean, it's really, really right. yeah, everyone. diverse. Yes. Right. Um, Italian, you know, one or two of them in there. Hey, you know, we gotta God, love it. You know, I love it. You and Joseph Fawz. Yeah. You and Joe Savatino. And um, so, but it's just one of those groups that, that, that I love because being in there with a guy like Jeff Melvoin, you can just learn so much yes. shit from. Yes. You know, and for you, those of you who don't know, he's a showrunner on Army Wives and like 200 other fucking shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, he's really, really good. You know, mm-hmm. just being in the meetings with him, it's mm-hmm. it's really like being in the writer's room. He mm-hmm. runs the meetings like he does. A, the room. Yeah. He so does. it's really wonderful. And yeah. he's just, uh, I just love dude. Um, he's going to do the show too, he said. Oh, great. So <clears throat> anyway, so with that, y'all hear how we do it on the rant room. We just crazy. We go off on some shit. So let's go back a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got into the game. And we'll spend most of the time talking about writing and, you know, your projects and your book and shit like that. Absolutely. So I am originally from Rimini, Italy. Rimini. Um, It's a a resort town on the Adriatic, two hours south of Venice. And my family owned the Grand Hotel of Rimini, which is Fellini's uh, hotel that he used in Amarcord, the uh, Oscar-winning Fellini, Fellini? Federico, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's your cousin? Well, <laughs> I heard he was your cousin. That's his play cousin. Well, <laughs> not too far mm-hmm. uh, okay, okay. because he was best friends with my father and mm-hmm. my grandfather. He actually was at the hotel when he got his um, ictus and then he was taken mm-hmm. over to uh, Rome and, mm-hmm. and then unfortunately he passed. Mm-hmm. So that's really not good news, but. Uh, during his life, he was there all the time, sure. and um, I grew up with his niece, Francesca, and his sister, Madalena, was my mother's best friend. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. And uh, she was a funny, funny woman, mm-hmm. and uh, growing up, she was always uh, challenging me at who had the best joke, mm. and she won most of the time. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and and so after that, I didn't want to go into the family business. I never felt like tourism and, and the hotel were, were my thing. I f- kind of followed into the family footsteps. I graduated in business administration. I worked uh, as an investment banker for a few years in New York and in Milan. I made some money and I lost a lot of myself. Mm. And then uh, it came the time when uh, I went to therapy and I wised up. Yes. Hey, I wised I'm up. losing out on that money. Like, that I need somebody to talk yeah. about this yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I wised up. And uh, um, I remember my therapist said, well, what do you like to do? And I said, I don't know. I like to tell jokes. Mm. And she's like, okay, 
And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, and I'm like, what, you want me to be an actor? <laughs> and she said, I don't want you to be anything. But a year later, I became an actor. Oh, and okay. then. Now, what age are we now? Well, how old were, we were you then? Uh, I was in my late 20s. Okay. okay. Yes. So last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's very, but, but you know, within the last five years. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and so I worked in Italy for, for two years as an actor. Didn't feel like I was at home and I moved to New York. I started, hold on, hold on. I got to back up. Now, yeah. what's it like being an actor in Italy? Just, just curious now for the, for the actors who, cause we, we actually have people who listen who are in Italy. Yeah. So what's, what's well, like there? I think it's great. There is a, there is a great, uh, artistic and author like, uh, ground in Italy to uh, carve and, and grow your your craft. Are they more theater based or is it film based? Like the theater business there is much bigger than here. Okay. Um, basically, you can get on a good contract. You tour the country. You make mm-hmm. a good living, and okay. you're working all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I haven't worked, uh, you know, consistently in Italy except for those early two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I hear from friends and colleagues is that the the environment is a little bit more political he- than here, and I'll, okay. I'm being very, very diplomatic right here in the choice oh, of words and Shit, everything. Tell it. Because uh, you know uh, when I'm over there, my sister lays it out like, look. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's, that's exactly like that. It's mm. like, look. <laughs> and it's all in that look. Yes. <laughs> so it's it feels like unless you are in the in the right uh, group of people and mm, in the right circle the right, right. and and in the right elite, uh, then it's kind of tough. Uh, and uh, here it it's not that different from here because here too you have to know people. But what sure. what's the big difference is that here. If you have something that is good, if you have a good idea, a good script, a good, if you're a good actor, mm-hmm. then things click one way or another. Mm-hmm. It eventually They're, is found or mm-hmm. something. Like exactly. Something. If you keep putting it out sure, there, sure. you can't just sit, you know, mm-hmm. in your living room and, mm-hmm. and or put your scripts in the in the in the drawer. Right. But if you if you keep putting it out there and you have talent to back it up, then mm-hmm. you know they will see the dollar sign and sure. they and you will be in. Mm-hmm. Here, I mean, here, there, uh, it's more. You know, uh, other things, okay. let's say. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It's political. And, and it sounds, so it's political. Right. It's political. And, okay. and it's, uh, uh, you, you know, I was thinking the other day in Italy, if you know the right people and if you sleep with the right people, like to fun. use a cliche, <laughs> uh, you get a career. Really? Here, if you know the right people and you sleep with the right people, you might get a job. Oh, okay. That's exactly what I was thinking as yeah. you were saying it with mm-hmm. the words too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. People because promise be- you shit here, but you don't get shit. Well, because they're smart. You yeah. know, if if you don't have talent uh-huh. to back it up, then mm-hmm. why should they ri- they risk their position mm-hmm. and their career and their and their name? Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, and of course, there is a a lot of cliche in what I just did, said, but it's not it's not that far from right. from what actually is. Okay. And so I I didn't feel. I also had personal reasons why I didn't feel completely at home in Italy, and I always longed to be in the States. The mm-hmm. first time I was here, I was 17, backpacking around the country. <laughs> That's how European. <laughs> and uh, Sleeping in hostels, oh, getting killed by people. You know. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Where is my shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I remember um, just 
ending up in a mobster house in New Orleans. <laughs> I swear to God. It always I comes back down to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, they were fabulous. They uh, the most beautiful people, very, mm. very warm and welcoming. And I had a friend who gave me this number. Uh, and uh, and I found myself there. And then I wow. found out afterwards. And, and when I asked my friend... Wait, you found out afterwards that I was a mobster house? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought, like, I thought like maybe you already knew. It was like, oh, look at him. He is cool. He's like, look, I need a place to stay. If you want to do this mobster thing, it's all good. Just That's keep funny. it. But not like after, Did it change your... Now, what was your opinion afterwards when you found out that they were mob? You're like, holy shit. Like, what no, was your, nothing. identical. I mean, I don't, you know, I only have done regular stuff with them right. so you know uh, my opinion of them was my experience of right, them right right mm-hmm. uh, they were just normal uh, yeah mm-hmm. they, so stop being so judgmental family, people <laughs> very family of course mm-hmm. you hear this you know left and right um, they have certain um, principles that mm-hmm. they abide by that are mm-hmm. very strong about very strong family codes, about yes. respect and so on and mm-hmm. so forth then when somebody you know infringes those principles mm-hmm. then it's you know sure. it's, it's you sure. know all that's you a, might get wet. All that's hey a, there is nothing wrong with gangsters <laughs> but as I long as you abide by the code uh, yeah I was a guest I didn't infringe anything I didn't okay. break anything mm-hmm. uh, I hope mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're still looking for you now right? <laughs> he broke that damn china plate didn't he <laughs> well I'm not did leaving New Orleans the, I'm okay. telling you that <laughs> did he take the last beignet up in this fridge okay. you know I love I love the town city uh, the city of New Orleans is absolutely beautiful if you love music you cannot not love that mm-hmm. place sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. so so you eventually came to the states so what I happened? came to the states and I I started studying at uh, Strasbourg in oh, New York okay. and then I started working I got hired to be a host for a TV show that mm-hmm. was uh, produced and shot in New York and aired in Italy that was the launch of the first cable TV uh, network in Italy oh nice um, that, was that that stream TV yes, thing yes exactly mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, a couple of years later got bought by Murdoch and, and he repackaged the whole thing so oh. that job ended um, how long I, did you do that for? for two years how many yes. episodes about? Um, it was 26 okay mm-hmm. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was a lot of fun I was the um, the, uh, the host for the uh, uh, cultural and entertainment uh, section of the show. So mm-hmm. I would introduce shows and, and movies and describe them and have all kinds of little anecdotes about okay. things um, and, and artists and directors and actors. So I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I li- really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, that was the time I, I booked some acting jobs, but that was a time when I started writing because in for all the actors out there, you know that when you're not working is is very frustrating. Which is almost all the time, right? It's super <laughs> frustrating because as a creative person, you feel like, or at least I feel like, mm-hmm. a clogged toilet, or sure, you know, it's sure, like sure. everything is bubbling, but it, you have nowhere to put it. So, mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, disperse that energy with uh, alcohol and and and, <laughs> and drugs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which luckily I didn't. I Hence the therapy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk about some stuff. It was a good investment. (laughs) Right. right. I was there for a couple of years. It was was worth it. Right, right. Mm So um, I started writing. I started writing and uh, I started making, you know, I was going around town and I was making notes of things. I was thinking, I was seeing, I don't know, uh, a homeless person would come up to me and say, "Uh, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I have nothing. Can you have. Uh, can you help me? Can you mm-hmm. do have some money for me? And I thought, and I'm, you know, I would give him a buck. And, and then I thought, wait a second, you don't have anything. 
So you don't have to pay for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going home. I have rent. I have insurance. Oh, I have health insurance. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> uh, right. So wait a second. Why am I giving you money that mm-hmm. you have no costs? You should mm-hmm. be giving me money because <laughs> I have a lot of expenses. Okay. So I don't want to put it all on you. Let's just, you know, I'm telling you, you know, my monthly budget is $3,000. <laughs> I don't want to put it all on you. Right. Let's split it in half. Just give me a grand and a half and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I had these ideas and that's I just funny. jotted them down. <laughs> and uh, I had then uh, I was doing little things in stand-up places mm. and then a friend called me and said hey do you have an hour worth of material i said yes really? and it was a total lie <laughs> she said uh, well, can you put up a show in three weeks and i'm like absolutely i hung up the phone and was like what am i going to do i know so i opened my little book with all the notes and oh. i wrote out my one-man show and oh, and okay. uh, that ran for a month and a half at here performance space and then wow. a producer picked me up and we uh we took it on the road. And that was a uh, life and me or something. Life and me, what a couple, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was all based on these, uh, um, you know. Uh, so it was personal. Personal yeah. and and you know the life of this guy who arrives and lives in New York City and mm-hmm. sees this life that you know for locals is taken for granted. Mm-hmm. But for me, there were these you know. <laughs> nuances that were a little different mm-hmm. and uh, i would in the show i was playing myself i was playing uh, uh my therapist and my mother who comes to visit <laughs> me in new york and so i change and i become my mother <laughs> and my mother was uh, always gotta know, go and drag don't oh. yeah <laughs> i i always felt so good in that moment of the scene. i can tell you and my mother is a very flamboyant italian woman so it's very beautiful. It's always about her. Narcissist, no, but it's always about me, 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 me. Oh, my God. You sound like my stepmom. Hi, Mariella. <laughs> Hi, Mommy. <laughs> and so I uh, I loved uh, the putting on the stockings and, and, and the heels and the, and the skirt and uh, my beautiful, beautiful hair. Oh, God. That is it's my stepmom. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Are you writing about my stepmom? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happens. You Fabulousness, know? you know? S- some, sometimes they're just all the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that was a lot of fun. And then I wrote another uh, another script, and that script won uh, an award. It won the the grand jury prize, and that story is the story on which the book is based mm-hmm. on. And with that, I came to uh, Los Angeles. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. So that so you wrote that, won the jury prize, um, and then moved to New York, and then moved, and then to, moved to Los Angeles. Yes. Okay. Now, at what point? Now, let's tell people about what the script is about and then what's the difference between the script and the book. Right. Because one of the things that Lisa and I talk about all the time <clears throat> that we love the way that you did this, because you've done it with a couple of your scripts. Oh, yeah. And when you have to, like, when you have to switch up the platform and mm-hmm. ways of getting the material out there, mm-hmm. you know, you can use it in different in different venues. Like, mm-hmm. I've done some things where it started off as a short story, screenplay, then it became a short film, and then mm-hmm. it goes to being a comic book. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's just mm-hmm. different ways to get, to get it out into the world, mm-hmm. you know, that makes it more viable. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to hear, because I think it's so important what, what Peter's going to explain, because when you write the screenplay, like... When did the impetus to like, I'm going to turn this into a book right now? <laughs> like, who gave that idea, or did you just get out here and decide this is the next thing I'm going to do? Uh, it was a combination of things. The story is uh, a successful uh, New York City couple. Uh, he's an investment banker, she's an artist, they have mm-hmm. an eight year old daughter, um, live the life of the American dream. They're very successful, they make the cover of magazines, mm-hmm. but what happens when? 
the wall of their secrets comes crashing down on them. Mm -hmm. Because during a high-end, uh, let's call it sex party, he <laughs> discovers that she has been a drug mm -hmm. addict in the closet she got for, a problem, Jack. <laughs> for the best part of their relationship. Mm -hmm. And so they have to confront each other and themselves. And what he has on his side is he's a badly managed type one diabetic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that he's, a good move. and mm -hmm. he's about to lose control over his life. He goes in coma, uh, mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. And, uh, his, his daughter is, is, you know, uh, living a, a life of terror because she sees her family disintegrating right. and her parents, you know, falling apart and literally almost dying for mm -hmm. her dad. And so they have to confront their truth. And based on the choices that they make, they live a, a, a good life or they choose or they move toward a good life or a miserable life. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the, the basic concept was, oh, and then the New York City Marathon and a cutting-edge research project on the effects of stress Mm -hmm. uh, are the backdrop on which the story develops and sure, like a big three, event mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. and Act Three de develops into mm -hmm. and, the, and the grand finale. Um, the the, con the basic concept of of the story is that it's like in anything in life because mm -hmm. it came not, from you. You used to work in this world, right? A little bit? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's not it's not what we have that counts, but mm -hmm. what we do with it. Okay. Uh, you know, people can have fortunes and live miserable lives. Mm -hmm. People have less but create fortunes sure. because they make different choices. Mm -hmm. uh, people have horrible diseases but choose to have a positive uh, mindset. Mm -hmm. And not only they defeat the disease, but also they live a beautiful life. Mm -hmm. um, well, we were talking about like Michael J. Fox and then Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. You know, both exactly. having the same thing. Exactly. One of them could take it, the other exactly. one could. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Very, very harsh. Very, very uh, tough story, the, those two. I, I mean, Michael J. Fox, Who I, you I, was, with? I, I worked with him in, in New York in uh, the last season he had Spin City. Okay. And it was, I mean, you could see the guy. First of all, I just wanted to hug him. I mm -hmm. wanted to stop the production and hug him because mm -hmm. the guy is just bigger than life. He's phenomenal. He's mm -hmm. warm. He's mm -hmm. a... A real guy, mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying, and simultaneously he just could not stand still, mm -hmm. and you could see him that it, it was so so unnerving, and uh, and Robin Williams, my God, my wife and I spent you know three days having difficulty you know gathering our thoughts mm. um, just because she had a quick interaction with him professionally. I I well tell everybody who your wife is because she's an actress too. Oh yeah, Annie Wood. She mm -hmm. uh, she's a, an actress. She had a, her own show in. Uh, uh, the mid '90s. Uh, it was Buzz. It was mm -hmm. the uh, a dating game show, mm -hmm. um, and she's been on Leno and mm -hmm. uh, several of the top talk shows. And uh, she's now uh, always been, but now uh, moving into writing for television. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's done um, a, a digital series last year called uh, Karma's a Bitch, <laughs> and uh, it, we did. Uh, uh, 16 episodes oh, for the good. first season yeah. and got over a million and wow. something views. Oh, nice. That's great. So now we're going into production for season two okay. uh, next month. Mm -hmm. um, and she you know, she does many other things, but we have a lot in common because mm -hmm. we're both actors and, and writers, so we both mm -hmm. have 
a similar relationship to some people that even though I haven't met him, uh, Robin Williams, but he's probably a mentor for mm -hmm. many people, sure. many storytellers, mm -hmm. because... Plus being uh, a comedian. Exactly. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that was very, very intense. But yes, it is exactly that. It is, uh, you know, what do you do with the stuff that you have? Mm -hmm. the, and that your choices will create your happiness or your misery. Right. And that was the basis of, of the screenplay. It was very fast-paced, very passionate. There was a lot of uh, uh, relationship uh, dynamics and drama. And I think that that is... And had, you know, a very empowering finale. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is what uh, made it win the, the Grand Jury Prize. I moved to Los Angeles and I showed it to uh, a few production houses... And uh, um, it's beautiful, our industry, because here, uh, you know, in any other industry, if you say, you know, I won this prize and I, you know, they, they look at you and you go, oh, okay, great, let's come work with me. Mm -hmm. Here you say, you know, I won the Grand Jury Prize with, the, with this thing and they go, ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Yeah, we both have won quite a few. <laughs> yeah, <trust> right. <laughs> so it, it really meant nothing, and mm -hmm. and uh, what what it meant is that they uh, they took the time to read it, and the comments were very similar. Um, uh, love the characters, love the story, love the concept. Diabetes is not sexy. <laughs> 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 but yet they want you to give your character a flaw. Yeah. It's like, mm. So they said, you know, if it were a book and, uh, you know, it got some traction, you know, maybe we can talk about it. Mm. So five years go by and different writing assi assignments um, uh, come and go and, and uh, acting jobs and so on and so forth. But I kept, you know, going back to it and restructuring it mm -hmm. in, uh, in prose form. And uh, what happened is the story got a lot better. Mm -hmm. If or when the time comes that it's made into a movie, I would have to rewrite the script I'm because sure. the original script mm -hmm. now is uh, a, a distant cousin of. Mm -hmm. I mean, the core is the same, mm -hmm. but but the story has the story and the characters have really developed, and I'm really happy that mm -hmm. that happened. So it was mm -hmm. a blessing in disguise, mm -hmm. really. Um, and uh, and I I am very passionate about the story. I, I see that uh, it touches the hearts and the minds of the people who read it, and I really hope that you know a movie will come out of it, or at mm -hmm. least uh, you know that it'll continue to be read and and people will continue to benefit from this story mm -hmm. because it's the first time in fiction. Uh, that a character with diabetes goes from being a victim to being a hero, mm -hmm. not in spite of it, but, but because, because of, of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there is nothing else have ever done before. And there's one of those those type of stories where um, I know when we've had our, our previous guests on before a couple episodes back, who's also my mentor, Pilar. Mm -hmm. She has this thing that talks about you know one of the cool things you can do with writing is when you can take something that would be considered a character flaw and use that to become that character's strength. Exactly. And I tend yes. to love those type of stories. They are rare, True. you know, because you always think the flaw is like, oh, it's the thing that they you know they don't overcome and whatever. And it's like, you know, it's something they have to fight against. But your character actually takes that and it becomes the catalyst for something even better for himself. Yeah. So if it didn't happen, he would not become the person. Mm -hmm. he does become mm -hmm. exactly. you know and that's yes. that's 
really some really phenomenal type of, of character development, you know, and I love that type of, of writing. Yeah. Because it kind of gives yeah. a message to people like, well, damn it, you know, in spite of this thing, if I did not get this, this would not have happened to True. me. What would my life have been like, especially for your character? What would his life not have been like if he did not have the diabetes? Exactly. He would probably still be in that little world with his wife and it'd probably implode, but it, it became something that made him even better. Yeah, and, and that's great because uh, that's exactly what makes it universal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking about diabetes, but who doesn't have something that they sure. would rather not have right. or that bugs the hell out of them? Right. And the idea is don't push it away, embrace it, and see how it can become your strength. Right. So it's, the, the, the whole thing is really applicable to any human situation. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let me ask you, how did you... So you finished the book. How did you finally get it published? Did you self-do it? Did you? Get yes, it? I, I self-published through uh, Amazon. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I had a few. The, the thing is, when when the material is ready, it's the same reason why I started writing. Mm -hmm. I, it, it's I, what am I going to do? Wait a year before I get you sure. know somebody responses to, from uh, yeah. get it and mm -hmm. and then what? And then I get maybe an advance because mm -hmm. I'm a first time writer out. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and and then I get a small cut on the sales. Mm -hmm. but, but why? Why should I have my material finished now and have my audience wait for a year if everything goes smoothly? Mm -hmm. So I just didn't find myself uh, liking that. And also nowadays, that the the self the quote unquote self publishing is really not what it used to be 10 years ago sure. it, it the huge money yeah. and huge business and mm -hmm. and huge uh, exposure um, sure. to to the audience uh, comes through that and via that and and the beautiful thing is that uh, you you immediately know how you did mm -hmm. and if sure. it's working mm -hmm. it's like Stand up, you know, mm. you, you, laugh or you do it and it either works <laughs> or, it or it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's so it's nerve wracking on, on one hand. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, it's uh, it's it's very good and very empowering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, what did you when did you finally put it out? Uh, a year ago. Okay. Yes. And how are you doing? And I'm doing well. I'm doing mm -hmm. very well. I'm very happy. It had been in uh, the top 30 in its category okay. uh, at its full price. So mm -hmm. I'm very happy about that. And um, and uh, I am obviously constantly working to push it mm -hmm. and promote it mm -hmm. and, and get it out there. Uh, because it, it finds itself in a peculiar position because... On one hand, I thought, okay, everybody that has diabetes is going to devour this thing. Mm -hmm. Wrong. <laughs> because I have a, um, like a little bit of a, of a different look mm -hmm. at diabetes. I'm not joining into a pity party. Mm -hmm. sure, sure, I'm not sure. saying, oh, it's horrible. It's mm -hmm. a disaster. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to all, it's going to go to waste mm -hmm. in the life. And look at this. He starts like that angry mm -hmm. but that's not the story the story mm -hmm. is like we were saying earlier let's transform this into something positive and mm -hmm. the only reason why i could write this is because that's what i did with my life mm -hmm. uh when i first got diabetes i was seven years old oh, you had it yeah okay. oh i have it okay i have type 1 diabetes and and my uh my father was told you know if he lives 20 30 years you know you're lucky so give him a good life i remember my friends 
um, saying this to me. Uh, mm -hmm. My father was very generous with me with because I think he loved me and also because he felt sorry for, mm -hmm. for my condition. But you're like a miracle kid. Right, exactly. Yeah, I was too, so I feel mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he would give me like big gifts and my friends would be jealous. And then mm -hmm. one of them said, you know, my father dad, my father told me that your dad is like this with you because you're not, you're not going to live long. Wow. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. As a kid. Yeah. Interesting. So, but the truth is, after I went through my crazy years and comas and, and uh, uh, insanity, I uh, came to my senses mm -hmm. and I did, I, I proactively took the situation in my hands and went through the transformation that Paul, the lead mm -hmm. of uh, the story, uh, goes through and uh, and here I am mm -hmm. I, and I am healthy I live a good life mm -hmm. I do everything that I uh, want to do uh, sailing and what have you uh, it's just a matter of knowing my reality and preparing for it and being thoroughly honest with mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. uh, so I thought you know if if I could do it, maybe everybody else can do it, and and I would be happy if if they did. But there is a lot of uh, the, the, uh, I see that unfortunately uh, it's difficult to bring such a positive view mm -hmm. uh, and have people embrace it right away. Mm -hmm. So paradoxically, it's the people without diabetes who embrace the story before the people with diabetes mm -hmm. um, because also maybe there is a little bit like if I, there is a little bit of, uh, okay, so maybe I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. They think by, by seeing this strong positive message uh, because uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but w when I was living in that victim like mm -hmm. uh, mentality, mm -hmm. it's comfortable, you know, you, you, you feel badly, your health is not good, but it's mm -hmm. comfortable because you feel it's not your responsibility. Mm -hmm. But when, when you start turning the lens and saying, oh, wait a second, I can do something. Mm -hmm. So then it's just you. Right. You have to do something. Right. Uh, right. There's no, it's not any, anyone's fault. Mm -hmm. It's just yours. Right. So that brings a lot of responsibility on and... Um, and may, so that's probably why it's taking a little bit more time. But the responses I have been getting from the people with diabetes that have read it, uh, I cry almost every time I see a, a review or really? I receive an email mm -hmm. because everything that I wrote that I, with an intention of generating a little, you know, a specific uh, impact on, mm -hmm. on in the reader's mind and heart, I see it actually happens. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I feel extraordinarily grateful for that. And I just hope that more and more people will, um, you know, will pick it up and give it a go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting is, um, I mean, I definitely got all that, no doubt. It's, but you know, something that I found fascinating about the book was, was the whole part of him being an investment banker. 
I'm just fascinated yeah. with the world. Yeah, yeah. So I learned so much shit about <laughs> stocks and all that. You know what I mean? And and that stuff is fascinating to me. Yeah. You know, for many other reasons, the different projects that I'm working on, and how do you write those type of care? It just was like interesting to me. So I found myself going, ooh, I need to use that. Yeah. Ooh, like, you yeah. know what I mean? So there was a lot of really good. Well, that's great because yeah. remember the note was diabetes is it's not, not sexy. sexy. Yeah. So but stock I, yes. I put it in, in a, a sexy very world. sexy yeah. world. Because yes. he had it all. Yeah. Yes. 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 He had it all and, and he and his wife were living the life of mm -hmm. the elite of New York. Um, and they were having these uh, crazy high top end Uh, sex parties mm. and and you know that's the, sexy there you go <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, uh i i again i'm a writer i'm a storyteller first mm. so i wanted the story to be entertaining mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. and then inspiring but uh -huh. entertaining first mm -hmm. and i you know i i think that that is there that yeah. is in the story that is Definitely. in the book and that's why the script won the award well yeah. let me ask you about your process because it's one thing to write the screenplay what steps did you take in terms of opening up your story even more from a screenplay format to a book <laughs> like what did, how long did it take you to sit down like i'm gonna have to rethink these characters and add more stuff like what what was that process for that because i know there's a lot of people out there who have screenplays mm -hmm. and who probably are getting the same notes that you got like you know if this was a different format if this was like because you know they always want like mm -hmm. something else first like sure. oh we've got this product right here mm -hmm. based on the you know nothing, nothing more exciting to a hollywood exec <laughs> based on the number one bestseller you know <laughs> so you've got your built-in audience so yeah. what was that like to move from changing that story into a different yeah. format. So the first month I worked on the story, uh, my prose was, hey, how's it going? Paul exits. Um, the, the phone rings and uh, Paul picks up the phone. Um, okay, I will check the stock. Uh, and then uh, the, the secretary walks in with uh, a file of, you know, it was all very, very, you know, mm -hmm. script-like. Right. It was Basic. extremely draw. There right. was no director's point of view. There mm -hmm. was no. So what I realized is that a screenwriter is a painter and a writer. A author has to be everything. Mm -hmm. You have to put on the page, or I had to put on the page, everything that I want the the person to see mm -hmm. in their mind mm -hmm. when they read my words right. so if i want a color it has to somehow be there if i want a temperature it has to be there mm -hmm. if i want a certain feel from the room i have to be the set designer mm -hmm. if i want um you know a uh, of course you know the, uh, to have a sense of what's going on inside this person's mind i have to be the inner monologue of the character sure. if i want to show the 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 conflict between his inner world and what he's saying or she is saying, I have to make sure that my line that comes out of his mouth is as opposed, as, as mm -hmm. far as possible from his inner world. So I have mm -hmm. to be everything. I have to be the director, the set designer, the light uh, person, uh, the, 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 everything. Uh, and, th and that took a lot of adjusting. But did you find was it, it, was it freeing for you, though, to be able to open it up? Eventually. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, it was daunting. Because mm -hmm. yeah. there's that mental transition you have to go through where when you're writing a screenplay, you have to convey only what could be seen on the mm -hmm. screen and be as concise it's as possible. Limited. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, even transition from going from fiction writing to going to screenwriting and now going back to writing, mm -hmm. I still find moments where, like, oh, I can do a little bit more extra mm -hmm. 
you know, that I can't do in a screenplay. Mm. So I always find it interesting, like the the, the mental changeover, like, oh, I can yeah. actually. Because yeah, you can get yeah. inside the head right. of the character right. in a book mm-hmm. or in a novel, whatever you call it, but in a screenplay, you're not allowed to say what they're thinking. Oh, you get his little sketches <laughs> you know and it better be doing the work, yeah. you know, in the it's book funny. you're yeah. like, I can really go through some stuff. And, 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 and they're, they're both spectacular uh, ways of storytelling, in my opinion. And now that I found my comfort and my way in prose, mm. I, I love them both. And sometimes I am writing a scene and I think, oh, God, I wish I could write this in prose. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And vice versa. You know, yeah, I'm writing yeah, sure. something, you know, in book format or uh, a short story and, and things like that. And I, I'm thinking, oh, God, that would be so direct and immediate if this were a script. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's a different it's a different way of writing, but it's it's storytelling, and and I just love every every second of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You got anything? No, I was also, uh, the only thing I can think of is um, <clears throat> we talk about doing different platforms. So you have the screenplay, you have the book. Have you thought about maybe doing like maybe a trailer or something or creating some other platform for it to get the story out there? Because as it stands now, are you still pitching it out to people yes. in terms of the screenplay? What yes. has the reception been like? What what can we do to make this come where I can go and pay some money and go see it in the theater? <laughs> like, what, How can we make this happen? <laughs> Well, that's, you know, first of all, when you take a meeting with somebody and you say, uh, you know, this is the story and you pitch them the story and then you say, and here's the book, uh, there is a a, a stronger entry uh, position than, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, than than here is the script. Even though it's a winner. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Because, you know, the, the fact, if you look at the stats, I think the majority of uh, movies that are produced are based on original material. Right. They're on source material. Uh, from, source material. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the, the key is to make the work wo- work well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to answer your question is we want, you know, as many people to, you know, download the Kindle version and... Uh, and get it, and which, by the way, is free if you are a Kindle Unlimited um, mm-hmm. subscriber, and uh, and and enjoy the story. You know, leave comments, and and as soon as uh, the, the the download activity, the book activity reaches, uh, you know, uh, a certain amount, mm-hmm. a certain benchmark, right. then often many production companies now and agencies, top agencies, yeah. have dedicated mm-hmm. offices and people to look for you know, the next good piece of material. And they do look also into self-published. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff book. that's been coming out, like what is that, Fifty Shades of Grey, started off yeah. as fanfic and moved yeah. on to self-published and got picked yeah. up. So mm-hmm. there is material out there mm-hmm. that, you know, I would, I'd even say Twilight at one point. It was kind of like, you yeah. know, kind of out there and it's mm-hmm. like self-published and then got picked up. So there are ways to get it out there, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times, like you said, with vanity, they used to call it what in the old days, vanity press, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. When people think of self-publishing, the first thing they think of, like the old school from twenty years ago, like oh well, you know, it's not really a, a legit. I think what is legitimacy mm-hmm. issue where they don't mm-hmm. think of it as a real book. But let's face it, I rarely go to a bookstore now. Pretty much everything I get, you on know, is I'm, mm. I'm throwing it on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. You know, the only time I'm really like buying a book per se mm-hmm. is if it's like an art book or it's one of my favorite film directors and I got to have the books they got fabulous pictures sure. but it seems like now just looking on Amazon you would look at Amazon you really wouldn't know if anything was self-published they're all the same book 
You know okay. what I mean? Mm. So I don't think there's that stigma anymore. No, Plus, not like at all. And like not you said, all. so much good material has has become source material for movies mm-hmm. that didn't come from some big high end like you know Random House or something like sure. that. Sure. So I think it's another smart move. It's just another way that they were doing the same thing with uh, the internet when TV shows were being made. They're like, oh, YouTube. When YouTube came out, people used to laugh like, ain't nobody gonna sit at home and watch <laughs> clips, you know? And now the, the the platform has changed. It's like now I barely watch regular TV. Like mm-hmm. when I watch TV, it's got to be event TV. Yeah. Most of the stuff I'm watching are web series on YouTube, and any books that I'm I'm reading, I'm looking on Amazon and I'm downloading the Kindle. If it's a good book, that's good material. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a plus for those of you out there listening who do have a screenplay and you've changed it into a book. You know, even if you you self published it, that's another way because people are looking for good sure. stuff. And if your book is good. They don't care. Yeah. Plus, you can always say, oh, it comes from the source material, which was a book. <laughs> and you know Hollywood. It comes from a source material book. Yes. Because uh-huh. they think automatically built-in audience. And like exactly. you said, you're getting the reviews. You're getting people who are reading the book and making comments. They're going to take those reviews seriously. They're oh, like, absolutely. holy yes. shit. People yeah, are sure. reading this. This is good material. And it's something different. Because mm-hmm. I don't think – has there ever been a film that I can think of? The only one I can think of where a character – had diabetes or even type one. I'm trying to remember. I think maybe still Magnolias. Yeah. Mm. But again, that was just a character was, flaw. That was a character. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It right. wasn't in any way, you know, right. uh, used to to for the character right. arc. And plus, she wasn't the main. Yeah. Right, yeah. and she wasn't the main character anyway. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of something new and different. I think an executive would be smart to look at this, mm-hmm. especially you got the sexy world building with the, you know, the high end. You got the fans. People, we love that shit. Mm-hmm. Like literally, we'll watch because we we lo- even as much you know, as we I, talk well, about them, we, we love it. We should probably also say that the the title of the book, which we haven't. Yeah, I oh, we haven't. It's oh my good God. like this. We totally. You know, you're, you're terrible. <laughs> just, what just, kind of author are you? I just, you yeah. wouldn't realized. say the name. Of your I just book. realized there are people I'm, listening right now going self promoter. That's good. I waited my entire show to say that the book is uh, Peter, can you tell us the name of the book? Again at the end, though. <laughs> However, the book we're talking about, you guys, is Good Like This. Say it again. Good Like This. Peter, say it Peter, Peter, good Peter like say the name this. of your book. Good Like This. Very good. Good Like This. We would have done the whole show and said thank you and good night. And people are like... Bitch didn't even tell us the name of the book. I'm, I'm, I'm on Google. I'm on Amazon right now. I'm just waiting to type in the title, and y'all didn't even say it. Yeah, you guys are bad. also just in case you always can find me at peterarpicella.com. That's a r p e s e l l a dot com. Okay. Just in case you know people no, want you know to click. Because they can get the book through there. Too. Right. Uh, they can get the book. Through oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So what's the, what's the next thing you're working on? You've got the book. You've got the screenplay. What's the next project you're working on in terms of your writing? Of my writing, my wife screenplay. and I, are, screenplay. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, we're writing a um, uh, a screenplay. We are in the final stages of uh, the final draft, mm-hmm. um, based on a true story of somebody in the industry, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting. I cannot disclose Sorry. the details. Does right the person now. know that you're writing about them? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are very, very, very show, excited. Show up yes. in the theater with yes. your popcorn, and we're yes. like. It, it, did yeah. Peter just put a movie about me up there? <laughs> <laughs> and didn't ask. And my, didn't ask me in. my rights, my life rights, and all. Oh. So yeah, no, that that is what uh, we're working on right now. She is also working on her own things for for television, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that's that's a current project. And then I have something else. I co-wrote a um, horror movie. <gasps> 
psychological I know. thriller actually. Uh-oh. Yes. Psychological thriller yeah, with an Italian. Oh god, yes. <laughs> it's Italian. With an Italian partner, but it's Shut it's up. uh it's a English script. Mm-hmm. Um and uh it's called Chrysalis and I think Ooh. Uh, he's he's in town now, and I think we're marketing it uh, this month, uh, AFM and and a few other places. Um, yeah, and then as an actor, I you know I I did a uh, indie project last year that won all kinds of things. A beautiful story called Into the Silent Sea, a short, a twenty five minute minute short, and uh, the um, the people that were connected to that uh, called me a month ago and said, you know, we wrote something with you in mind. Would you like to star in it? Don't need to audition. And I'm like, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Would you be open to uh, open to acting in a horror movie set in Italy? Yeah. Okay, let me work on that script. <laughs> <laughs> Since we have a shared history of, of Italy with our families and things like that, it's like, how can we finagle this and make mm. it work? We got an actor writer person. How can we make this horror thing work? I yeah. love it. Is, are you are you at liberty to say what Chrysalis is about, or is it under wraps right now? Oh, Chrysalis is, is a. Because I love that title. F- yeah, it's a beautiful story of this uh, young guy trapped in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And contained. In, <laughs> in, um, he has to, in order to be with the woman, the, the, the girl that he loves, he has to find a way out of his house, of this house. But as soon as he w- walks out, it's all hallucinations and, and, uh, and he cannot exist outside of this house. So oh, wow. he um, receives a uh, message uh, that a, uh, a murder was uh, was committed in the basement of this house, and he has to go to the basement to dis- to unravel the mystery of mm. this murder. And if he does that, he will be able to go out. He'll be and he doesn't know why so he's, he's there. The mm-hmm. He doesn't know why he's there, and he doesn't know you know why he has to do this. The only thing he knows is if he frees himself from this prison of this house he will be able to be with the woman he loves hence the okay. title chrysalis to change to free is, himself <laughs> yes and the, mm. and you know of course there is a big twist at the end but sure. uh the, that's that's the concept yeah. and so it's all shot in the house which production value wise is is absolutely phenomenal it's a cast of six so you people. guys gonna shoot it yourself you thinking or what uh we're not sure uh we almost got into a, a deal and then uh, it was with some italian producers who backed out mm-hmm. and uh and so now i think uh, they are looking for because I, they're peddling the the script more than me just because the 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 idea came from this Italian writer. Okay. They couldn't get it uh, off the ground. They asked me to take a look at it. It was it was a purely horror story. Mm-hmm. I read it. I I don't have much to contribute to a horror story, but I saw that there was a very easy to access uh, psychological thriller hook. Mm-hmm. So I pitched them what so that's I would even have more done. scarier to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, mm-hmm. So I pitched them what I would have done with the script, and right. I said, if, "If you like this direction, I can certainly, you know, uh, take a pass at it." And they loved it, and that made the whole thing 
uh, work and you know started to find attachments and and uh, funding and stuff like that. I think that's such a great lesson too, because the fact that something that you thought hmm, I didn't really have anything to add to the heart, but by seeing something within the script itself that you can like, hey, maybe we can use this yeah. and just tweak it a little bit. It's about knowing what yeah. your voice is. Right. You add your voice, right? Yes, to help totally. make it yours. Yeah. Yours is more thriller, psychological, psychological based. thriller. Yeah, so you're gonna add that. Yeah. To yours. Because, you know, I went to therapy. Mm -hmm. So I am... (laughs) (laughs) I am versed in in the meanders of the mind. Yes. Yes. I love that. He crazy, basically. (laughs) I love it. So, yo, man, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Thank you. Peter... Arpacella? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you did it. That's my cousin. All right. Yeah, I like it. Do you know the root meaning of your name, your last name? Absolutely not. I, have I love. No I love. Idea. I, I don't love, think it means anything. I like the, the you know, I like the etymology mm-hmm. of names and things like that. So when I hear names, it's like, do you know the meaning of your name? And if you don't, that's good because I could use it for one of my characters. <laughs> <laughs> but look, let's tell it. You got a clapback. You want to do? Oh, the only, oh no, the only clapback I have is very, very simple. Mm-hmm. And it's for those of you who've been watching American Horror Story, Uh-oh. Freak Show. All I gotta say is this: Why you do Miss Patty like that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> So y'all know, if you've been watching American Horror Story uh, uh, Freak Show, uh, Patti LaBelle is on there. Mm-hmm. She was playing the maid of the crazy clown dude. <laughs> and I was loving the show. I was like, oh, okay, they got Patti LaBelle. Okay, she's playing a maid. All right, whatever. All right, well, it got to go somewhere. And I sat there, and I literally, the other night, I was sitting there with my glass of wine. Look, That's if people from Scandal can watch Scandal and drink true, red wine true, true. with Olivia Pope, I can drink wine with my horror stuff uh-huh. and be just as fabulous, too. Right. I almost spilled my wine in my hand hmm. when Miss Patty, I can't, I'm, I don't want to give a spoiler because it just came out a couple of days ago, but I'm just going to say this. Why do you do that to Miss Patty? Whoever wrote that episode, I, I'm, I'm going to pray for you because you need some help. You need help. So that's my clapback. Shame on you. Shame on you. You do Miss Patty so wrong. (laughs) She's about to burst out. I know. It's like you had Patty LaBelle on there and I'm just so sad. That's all I have. That's all I have. That's all right. That's all right. (laughs) She's crying for real. I know. It's like, God dang it. You had Patty LaBelle. You got Angela Bass. You got Patty LaBelle. Mm -hmm. You've got all those people on there. and. All right. Go on. Well, well, this was a good show, though, man. Thank you. um, Because all you listeners, this is a really good show for everybody who had the screenplay considering making it into a novel. You can see that it's it's possible. It can be done. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can can get some recognition from it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can move on and start writing other things from it. Absolutely. You know, so I think it's I think it's a really good one. where can people find you at? And tell them the name of your book again. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at peterarpicella.com. That's my site. Spell Arpicella for some of the folks. A-R-P-E-S-E-L-L-A. He stopped. He's like, how do I spell It means fabulous writer in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he had to stop and think of his own name. Like, how do I spell my name? I, yeah, I was thinking, is that too difficult? Should I, should I actually say a word that starts That's with funny. P, like Peter, which I just did, in, just in case? <laughs> Um, and then, of course, on Twitter at uh, Peter Arp and on Facebook, Peter Arpacella and Peter Arpacella author and Google Plus, Peter Arpacella. What's the name of the book again? Good Like This, a novel. What's it called? Good, Good like, like This. Let's go ahead and download it. Good Like This. 
Oh, that was kind of a sexy version of that. <laughs> oh, that wasn't it? It's very sexy. Remember, I had to counter. You had to make it. Yeah. It's a sexy yeah. book, people. Yeah. Some sex in there. I put some, some sex in there. The, oh, yeah. Had That's to be sexy, sexy book. <laughs> Where are you at, Lisa Lisa? I am on Twitter, and you can also find me on Bitch Flicks. Uh, if you want to check out an article I wrote on my friend Jaretta, who did a lot of the horror, Italian horror movies back in the 80s, I did a piece on the movie called Demon. So Ooh. hit me up on Twitter. Usually I say, don't follow me on Twitter. Did you see somebody on Twitter who is listening to the show what say, I don't listen to you, Lisa. I'm going to follow you anyway. <laughs> and they okay. follow me on Twitter because they listen to the show. <laughs> just oh, to, just they to, said I don't yeah. Okay, I said, it, just it, to spite it. me. They're like, yeah. they heard me say, don't follow me. I saw that I read and that like, and I didn't get what that I, meant. That was now I, get it. I thought now it was hilarious. Okay, He's like, you're funny. not the boss of me. I'm going to follow you anyway. Yeah, you're right. so spiteful. I love it. But you can follow me on Twitter. And like I said, you can find me on bitchflix.com. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. I always say that so fast. Don't I, I know. I hear myself when I play it back. I'm like, oh, who the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Ho- <laughs> <laughs> you who now? Shut up, y'all. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. I know with, you can. Once can more it. with feeling. <laughs> I am your host. <laughs> it's going to turn into Dick Park. Okay. Cousins, I? Anyway, I am your host, Hilliard Guest. Oh, that wasn't bad. Yeah, it was awesome. I, like, I loved it. Yeah. Perfect yeah. taste. Yes. It was yeah. all right. We should go out right there. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. Um, if you want to listen to the show and follow us on Twitter, Screenwriters RR, because Screenwriters Rant Room was too long. Get that a bitch? Um, <laughs> it's smart. Then, yeah. Huh? It's smart. But listen to this long-ass email. ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Hit us up if you guys got any questions. You want to talk to Lisa, yell at her, you know, <laughs> scream at her, you know. <laughs> oh, and I'll holler back, too. Oh, he'll holler back. I'm not, I'm she, not one of those she people. She stabbed you through the phone. I okay? am not scared. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> there are location things on our phone. You can yeah. meet me on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and we will talk it out. <laughs> so y'all see we silly. Hmm. So, yo, thanks again. We appreciate it, Peter. Thank you, Hilliard. Thank you, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Lisa, Lisa, Colt Jam. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm your host, Hilliard. So with that, y'all know what to do. Mm-hmm. Keep it street, keep it opinionated, and keep it what? A, A thousand, thousand and fifteen. She's going to keep going up on me. We got to up our game up. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Bye. Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rant room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it and anybody can get it No limit, we get to kill it, we tuning into the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping, no. any topic, even the random is a brand. I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rant room, room. Ah.